Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying Nerd News. Uh, it's being brought to you by Cloud9 Comics. And I gotta tell you, what I've seen and, and the things that I've, uh, that I've seen that they've got, they are putting up some amazing, amazing stuff here lately. A whole slew of toys is about to go up. Um, some new CGC comics. There's gonna be so much stuff to check out. You should check them out. If you're looking to fill those holes in your collection, or if you're just looking to, to, to buy some cool CGC 9-8 stuff, doesn't matter. Check them out. Cloud9 Comics. The phone number, if you need to get a hold of them, is 314-691-2864. And if you can't get a hold of them that way, you can always find, you can always hit them up with the emails at cloud9comicsandmore at gmail.com. That's cloud9comics. Thank you for tuning in to Entertain the Geeky, your source for nerd news. Hey guys, what's up? This is Jason here with your news for the week. So I promised in our last episode, we, we did our big Comic-Con thing, I promised in the last episode we were going to talk about some comic news, so that's what we're going to do uh, this week. So I want to start out and I want to talk about Dark Knight's Metal. Um, we are we are literally less than a week away at this point from uh, Dark Knight's Metal Number One, uh, which you know will be reuniting uh, Scott Snyder with uh, artist Greg Capullo. Um, uh, you know this is this is said to be kind of a, a crisis of sorts and the culmination of everything they had started uh, with their New Fifty Two Batman run. And uh, if you haven't checked that out, I highly recommend it. Uh, there was definitely some slow moments in the story as it progressed, um, but it really, really was overall a very, very good Batman run and, and worthy of rereading. Um, so the, the, the big thing with, with Dark Knight's Metal is uh, Nth Metal, or the Ninth Metal. Um, so we've had a couple of one-shots, uh, Dark Days the Forge uh, and Dark Knight's the Casting, or Dark Days the Casting, I'm sorry. Um and those have kind of given us a little bit of background on uh, the story to come. Um, we've, we've seen Hawkman, uh, you know, kind of narrating a story through a journal that he wrote uh, about his discoveries uh, along the way about what the ninth or nth medal is, um, how his story didn't begin in Egypt um, with Khufu. It began, f you know, f a lot further before that with uh, the tribe of the Hawk. And there's, there's a couple other tribes that they've mentioned, and we'll get into that in a minute. But definitely these, these one-shots have left us with a, kind of a glimpse into what this story uh, will become, and a lot of questions that hopefully these you know six issues spanning from now, six issues and uh, tie-ins and one-shots, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff about it um, that will last from now, I think, uh, until February uh, of next year. So we definitely have a lot of story to come. We have a lot of questions that need to get answered. I'd like to take a minute to talk about a few of the things that uh, a few of the questions that uh, have been posed by these one shots. Um, as fans, uh, you know, uh, you probably remember Plastic Man. He was a he was an old Justice League member. He's basically like a, a DC's version of Mister Fantastic. He's real stretchy, um, but he uh, he definitely um, was not the uh, intelligent you know, uh, scientist that Reed Richards is, he was, he was pretty much just a crazy guy who got these powers and they kind of changed his mind about who he was going to be and who he wanted to be and the, the mark he wanted to leave on, uh, 
you know, on the world. And he became a superhero. And, you know, all throughout the New 52's run, I think we saw Plastic Man one time. It was a, there was a Justice League of America. I think it was either the prelude to Justice League of America or Justice League of America number one. I'm not sure on that. But uh, he appeared on like a screen because Amanda Waller was looking to recruit people for her own Justice League. So you kind of saw him on a little computer screen that she happened to be looking at that had a bunch of other people on it as well. Uh, some that ended up forming what we knew as the Justice League of America at the time. Um, and that's all we saw of him. He was absent uh, for, for the rest of New 52 for its run. And, and I don't know if that was probably, I mean, inevitably that was probably because they just didn't have anything to do with him. They didn't know how to treat him or where to put him. Um, but Scott Snyder definitely uh, took note of that and has kind of retconned the, this idea that because we haven't seen him for so long, he's actually been captive, uh, been, been a captive of the Batman uh, because according to the Batman, he's very dangerous. Um, now, how how Plastic Man is dangerous is 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 up in the air. I'm not really sure, uh, you know, where that comes from. I mean, he is kind of a psychotic dude, but he changed his ways after, you know, becoming a superhero and getting these powers and things like that. Um, so they they contained him. Uh, you know, one some place that Batman has uh, another cave or another you know hideout. Um, he's contained him, and he's going to be coming back. Batman even goes so far as to comment that um, uh, goes so far as to comment that uh, I didn't want to have to do this, but we're going to have to rely on someone else. And then they kind of show you the reveal that there's this little cell with the with the Plastic Man color scheme on it and the little you know, gold diamond in the middle, if you remember his costume. That was kind of how the, the midsection of it looked. Um, so again, I'm not really sure what's what's going on here, um, but that's definitely a big question, uh, how Plastic Man fits into this whole ninth metal, nth metal story. Um, the Dark Days, the casting uh, one shot kind of went into some interesting territory too with the reveal of a dagger that, um, oh what looks like one of the wizards, one of the, maybe the Shazam wizards, um, hands over a dagger that has the telltale, you know, symbol for Shazam, the little lightning bolt. So obviously Shazam, maybe even characters like Black Adam, um, uh, Osiris, you know, some of the others uh, fit into this is uh, mind blowing. I don't understand at all how, what that has to do with this. Um, Unless the the wizards were the first people to, you know, work the ninth metal or understand what it was, but the the, the one shot doesn't definitely doesn't imply that. It implies that the only people who truly understand it are the hawks. So you know, hawk man and hawk woman and others of their tribe of the hawk um, are the only ones that really understand the metal and really understand how to work it and use it and and what its purpose is. Um, and, and Hawkman's kind of going on this journey to try to help himself understand more about it because he feels that there's more to the story because a lot of the memory of him protecting the world before his ancient Egypt time is lost to him still, um, which is why up until this point, we've never heard of it. Um, so the tribes are another thing that's kind of come up, and I've, I've mentioned a couple times I said we'd get into it. Um, we definitely see symbolism through Hawkman's, uh, you know, kind of journal narration 
flashback thing that he's got going on that there is three symbols represented the the bear uh, a wolf and i think a hawk uh, some kind of bird um and we don't really understand what this means we, we don't really understand what the significance of this is within the history of the hawk characters or the metals uh, that appear to be protecting us from some great evil um so it's it's you know caveman style drawings that he finds so this obviously dates back to early prehistory uh for earth and you know there's 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 implications in that as well maybe we'll have um you know some of the immortal characters play a part of it i think we actually see rachel ghoul yeah he was in dark days the casting so rachel ghoul who's you know uses the lazarus pit to live forever uh has a small cameo um, in the little, I think it was in the Hawk flashback that was going on. Um, regardless, he has a, he has a kind of a little spot in there. And then you think about other immortal beings in the DC universe, like Vandal Savage, you know, does, does, does he have a part in it? Does he have a part to play in this whole grand scheme of things? And if you read, if you haven't read the, the new 52 Batman run, I'm going to get into a little bit of a spoilery territory thing here. Um, so you've been warned, but, uh, there's definitely in the Joker, the last Joker story they did called Endgame, we understood this liquid that Joker found beneath the Batcave, deep beneath the Batcave called Dionysium, uh, was the key to some of these immortal guys' longevity, right? So Vandal Savage, Rachel Ghoul. Um, apparently these forms, the way they've used it, have been crude and, and, and have kind of warped what it was intended to be. But Dionysium is derived apparently from the ninth metal. Um, so it has the power to heal, uh, it has the power to keep its, keep people who use it immortal, um, bring the dead back to life. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely a, a kind of a big open plot point that they left at the end of that. Uh, they used it as a proponent to bring the Joker back to life and Batman back to life after they basically beat each other to death, uh, beneath the cave. <laughs> Uh, so moving on, there's there's some other things about a couple of these one-shots that have been kind of intriguing. Um, Joker, Batman locking Joker in the Batcave, you know, speaking of Joker. Um, he's got w what appears to be the Joker from Endgame. Um, and the reason I word it that way is because we recently found out that the Joker is actually three different individuals um, who are all Jokers. Um which is confusing enough as it is. Hopefully Snyder, who is the one who kind of introduced this element into the comics, will clear that up with this story. But he appears to have the one from Endgame, so the one that is immortal or used the Dionysium to come back to life, um, to help him solve this puzzle, um, which doesn't, you know, I know it sounds weird and crazy, but the Joker definitely has an intelligence. It's just always kind of covered up by the psychosis that you experience out of the man uh, as, a, as one of the, I mean, one of the, probably the greatest Batman villain, uh, in my opinion. Um, so that's an interesting idea that, that, that Batman needs the Joker because he doesn't fully understand what is coming and, and what this all means. Um, so obviously there's, you know, a lot of questions. There's a lot of things that we still have very unanswered about all of what this is. Um, and I, I would imagine that even if it gives us any answers at all, I would imagine the, the number one that comes out next Wednesday will probably just raise more questions. I mean, they've got six issues of this. They've got one-shots. They've got tie-ins. 
So strap in. Um, I, you know, I don't think I have, if you've been listening to the show, as I've been doing, and I don't think I have to, to tell you that I'm a Batman fan. Uh, and if you're new to the show, hey, I'm a Batman fan. My name's Jason. <laughs> um, but uh, I am definitely going to be following it with great interest. I'm, I'm very excited to see how this arc that Snyder wrote kind of fully comes to a conclusion. I'm, I'm very excited to see, uh, you know, what he does. Um, in other, you know, comic book news, um, Marvel Legacy is, is you know, being shown in previews right now. We're, we're, we're starting to get some of the Generations titles that are kind of like a weird bridge between... Uh, you know, some of the things that are happening now and some of the things that will be happening when uh, Marvel Legacy comes about. Um, so I definitely, you know, I, I would like to talk about what, what we know about Marvel Legacy um, and and maybe get into some things, uh, you know, that that might happen or some things that we would really, you know, enjoy about uh, uh, what this could be. Um, so we'll start with some things, you know, uh, that are just kind of exciting to me. Um, Avengers, uh, one, one million BC, I think it is. Um, so (laughs) I know that sounds strange, but what we're about to have with this story is a kind of a prehistoric Avengers team, um, which could be great. Uh, I'm not really going to rule anything out at this point because I I have no frame of reference for, you know, uh, an Avengers team before the Captain America led Avengers team. (laughs) Um, other than, you know, I guess the Howling Commandos, whether or not you count that in there as, as a superhero team. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, you know, it's going to be a prehistoric tale of, you know, the different Avengers in, in being presented in this way. I think we're going to have Hulk and, and, uh, um, uh, there's definitely some, some interesting elements that I think, are to be explored with a caveman type Avenger story. And I, I really, that's all I can say. I really just have very little to go on and, and very little expectation other than my own curiosity. Um, but other things, you know, there, there's, there's, uh, you know, we're wrapping up secret empire. So what's, what's coming next as far as events go. I mean, we're returning all the titles to their legacy numbering. Um, we've set up some very interesting things as we've gone along with, um, with, uh, you know, various of the Avengers books and Secret Empire and, you know, Spider-Man and then the new Spider-Man story that's going on. Um, Thor getting, you know, Jane as Thor getting closer to the cancer, you know, destroying her. Um, a new Thor picking up the ultimate Thor's hammer in the form of Volstag. Um, what are all of these things leading to? Um, I, I have, you know, I can only speculate at this point, um, but... There's got to be some kind of, you know, legacy event that they're planning around this whole thing, I guess is probably the best way to say it. And I know that gets some people that, that makes some people cringe out there. The thought of a Marvel event having to buy literally every book that's sitting on the shelf because they all are part of the event and they all are important. and Everyone has to read everything. And if you're a goofy collector like me, I, I, I am a victim of that as well. I do have to read everything. I can't miss a part of it. Um, so, you know, maybe we'll see, maybe we'll see this all kind of building to something, um, besides just renumbering all the things. Um, who knows? You you never really know what to expect when, when something big is coming. Um, 
So they're also, you know, Marvel's also thinking about bringing back some, and they're not thinking about, they're very much doing, uh, bringing back some things from the past. Um, one of the big ones that we've been hearing about is Marvel 2-in-1. Um, and if you don't, you know, if you're unfamiliar, um, Marvel 2-in-1 was a, was a series from, oh, the, the, the 60s, I think, 60s, 70s era. Um, and it was just a team-up book. Um, mostly it had to do with uh, Johnny Storm and Thing and various other characters that would team up with them. Um, and they would do, you know, two kind of little short stories in there. Um, so it was an interesting kind of concept that that really helped them, you know, develop some of these characters a little more and, and introduce some characters that uh, that we might that have become, you know, big fan favorite type characters. Um, so it's interesting to see that old you know, incarnation of Marvel as a, as a, as a creative force come back to the comic world. Um, I'm, I'm personally very excited to see um, what these kind of team up things can bring us. Maybe we'll see them return to a kind of, you know, a time when we were introducing characters on a regular basis, when we were trying new things. Um, Not all things are going to be new. Um, What we've heard about Spider-Man is, is not, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm torn on this because I really enjoy Spider-Man. I'm a very big fan of, of Miles and Peter and, and kind of the interactions that they have. And I'm a big fan of what's going on in Spider-Man now with, uh, with uh, Parker Industries and Peter is experiencing a life that he never had or never thought he could have. Um, and what we've heard about, you know, Spider-Man and what they're going to do with him is they're going to kind of take all that away from him. And take him back to the, you know, Daily Bugle photographer that we remember, not necessarily doing that thing specifically, but take him back to that place, take him back to that place where he didn't know how to balance his life as Spider-Man with his life as Peter Parker. Um, And it all just kind of feels like a giant step backwards to me because... I feel like not only do we have Miles, who is is, is a constantly entertaining character, and I I really just love everything they do with him, and I I can't wait to see where the Spider-Man story goes after just experiencing issue one, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, But there's... Peter has has evolved so much as a character in these last... I mean, even in the last five years, and I hate to see them take a step backwards... Because what we've got out of it is, I don't know if you, you know, if you out there remember, but for a while we had Dick Grayson as Batman and it provided us a very different take on Batman, a very interesting take that kind of was a more contemporary idea about who the character is and a more modern take on who this character is. And that's something I feel like Peter has finally stepped into. We've, we've moved beyond the struggling daily bugle photographer and the, and the guy who regrets everything we, we've got a Peter who is confident and, and, and has a lot of tech and, you know, his company, his, his scientific breakthroughs that he's making. And I really just don't understand why we're, we're deciding that that's not the best direction to take the character in anymore. And I guess maybe with the legacy thing, it's, it's of a return to form for them. But I, I, I just I'm torn on whether or not it's going to be interesting or good. Um, because I've really liked what they've been doing with the character lately. Um, so other news. Um, well, this isn't really news. This is just something that they've kind of implied with the Marvel Generations uh, Hulk one shot is that Hulk is maybe going to be back. I mean, not, you know, maybe not Banner um, Hulk, but Hulk is going to be back. 
Um, obviously, people want to see Banner. Uh, I like Banner, but I, I really like Amadeus Cho as well, and I think it's it's too soon to take what Incredible Hulk is away from him as a character because still, I feel like they're still finding new ways to tell Hulk stories with him. Um, but some form of Hulk, uh, you know, could be back. I mean, we, we, we hope that there's, there's, there's a chance, you know, that we could get him back, and I'm excited about that. Um, there's the other Marvel Generations one-shots that have not come out yet. I mean, we'll see uh, a couple more of them, I think, come out next week. Um, but I, I, I just, I don't know. A lot of these things I'm very torn on. I really just want to... I want everything to be good. I, I want to, you know, keep enjoying what Marvel is doing. But some of these things are just such drastic things, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm going to be honest. Um, but obviously, you know, we haven't seen the end of Secret Empire yet, so we don't know what the fate of Captain America is. That's definitely one that uh, is is still, you know, kind of up in the air. I, I, I hope that we're going to have a Captain America afterwards. We've been told that. You know, uh, Falcon is going to be back, so, uh, you know, we won't have Sam Wilson wielding a Captain America shield anymore. Um, so who's going to be Captain America? Are we going to have, uh, you know, Steve back? Are we going to have a version of Steve back? Um, it's all kind of up in the air, and I I, I, I really, really, really hope that uh, Steve comes back, because I think that, that the world, the internet, everybody reacted kind of poorly to the Secret Empire thing. Um, you know, rewriting Cap's history to make him a part of Hydra. Everyone, you know, shouted that Cap is a Nazi, and, and I keep stressing Hydra, you know, they're not Nazis. Um, they used the Nazi war machine in order to further their own scientific research. Um, they've, they've used, you know, other bad, bad people throughout history um, in the goal, in the pursuit of that goal. Um, so I think we really need to see Captain a uh, return to form for Captain America, uh, the Patriot, um, not necessarily the American Patriot, but I think we need the the moral uh, leader that Captain America represents if we're gonna you know start changing things up and and some things might change. Um, one of the things that I uh, I, I kind of talked about briefly, but I think is going to change is I think that Thor, the whole Thor dynamic, is going to change. Um, if you haven't been reading, you know, Jane Foster is, is the mighty Thor right now. She carries Mjolnir, and she's dying of cancer. And there's definitely a, a, a finality to, uh, you know, what's happening. And I, I definitely think that we are about to change up the, the status quo of Thor again. Now, whether that means Thor gets the hammer back, or we start reading more about the war Thor, which is uh, Volstag. We talked about that in an earlier episode. Um, it, it's kind of all up in the air. Um, I... Again, I'm tentatively excited about what Marvel is doing, and I will reserve most of my judgments until I can get my hands on some of these books. Um, and I suggest you do the same. If anything that I've said, you know, rocked you, and you feel like, oh no, what's going to happen? Uh, give it a chance. Let it let let it be its own proof. Um, and with that, I think we're gonna we're gonna close out this episode. Um, some news that just came across just a couple hours ago today. Um, Avengers 4 has started filming. Um, four weeks ago, they finished filming Avengers. Um, so we, we're jump Avengers 3. So we are jumping right back into it uh, with Avengers 4. And I, I, I mean, I kind of expected that. They, they were always talking about how these movies were going to be filmed simultaneously. Um, but I gotta, I gotta say, man, that that's gotta put a, 
uh, hurt on the people involved. I mean, you, you spend however long making a film and then you finally are done and you can have some rest and relaxation and, and boom, you got to go right back in and make another film. Um, so, you know, what we know about uh, Avengers Infinity War um, really has still given us no context as to what the sequel will be. Um, we do know everyone's going to be returning. Uh, maybe some new characters. We might end up seeing Captain Marvel make an appearance in, in Avengers 4. Um, definitely the Wasp, I think, is going to make an appearance, her appearance in Avengers 4. Um, and that'll be, you know, the end of the Phase 3 uh, movies. I mean, then we'll, we'll move forward into Phase 4 and, and see where that takes us. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely been a ride, and, and I'll tell you, I'm... I'm very much looking forward to uh, continuing and, and, and seeing what else they've got up their sleeves. Um, so that's going to bring us to the end. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative that, uh, that, that you're, you're digging what I'm doing. If you, if you have any specific requests, uh, hit us up on the Facebook page, uh, at facebook.com slash entertain the geeky. Uh, you can check out uh, entertainthegeeky.com for all the links to the various episodes that Roger and Chris are doing and mine as well. Um, but yeah, just thanks for tuning in uh, and thanks for keeping, enjoying everything nerdy and uh, listening to me spout on about it for 20 minutes or so. You guys take it easy out there and stay geeky. <laughs>